Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The color for this Trinity season, as you can see, is green, the color of growth. I note that uh, it was James this week going to the dentist who said, everything's so green. It's time. The Holy Christian Church is the tree that has grown from the root of Jesse. This tree is fed with the word of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This lifeblood, this royal stem, grants you, the branches, growth. This growth is rooted in the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so that's what this whole Trinity season will be about all the way through until the end of the church here, that you may grow in him who is your head. Specifically today, we learn that the lifeblood of the word of Jesus is his word of mercy. St. Luke's gospel is focused upon his ministry of mercy to the outcasts, the poor, the blind, the lame, the sinners. And Jesus feeds you today with his mercy so that you would grow in him as a glorious shade tree for all those here who need his mercy. So, today Jesus likens the kingdom of God, that is the church, to a great supper hall, a great supper hall, and many were invited to the feast. The word of the Lord going out, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. That word of promise has been repeated by the prophets from the fall into sin, by David, through Isaiah. And those who first heard this word are those who then are first invited. According to the parable, they ought to have understood this ancient invitation to the great banquet. But the story is true. Those who were first invited refused. And as those first invited refused to come, and the feast must be filled, the church, heaven, must be filled, God sends out now a second invitation. His call is that all things are now ready. And the messenger who he sends out the second time is Christ Jesus himself, his servant, his elect one, who comes by the Spirit to bring justice to the Gentiles. To invite, it's the same word as to call. You are those whom the Lord has called, elected, invited to join him at his great feast. As St. Paul writes, God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why the Lord continues to send 
a pastor, to you. A pastor who sent in his name to call those to have, who have ears to hear, the supper is ready. Come to the feast. Because the Lord desires for all to receive the victory he won for you by his cross, his resurrection, and his ascension. He gives you the fruits of that labor in his supper. His holy supper gives his victory to you, and by the supper you also celebrate with him the victory of your Lord. But as with the first invitation by Moses and the prophets, by Abraham, by Isaiah, now the second invitation, well, many of those who hear it, the word of the gospel from Jesus Christ himself, again, refuse to come. Just as those in Jesus' own day refused to listen to him, many did, so today, Jesus tells us, some who are invited have other things on their mind. They are full of excuses. And the excuses Jesus gives, there's only three, but those three really cover all those excuses that have been made throughout history. And I'm betting that they're probably your preferred excuses, too. Business and family. The newly purchased land or animals or the marriage prevent many from attending to the Lord's word, to the feast. Now, the problem here is that the invitation comes first. And that invitation is fully a gift for you. And yet, the gift requires a sacrifice. You must leave behind family, wealth, worldly pursuits, in order to pursue Jesus, to be with him. So there's a gift. The gift comes first, but then there's the sacrifice. There's also the excuse. And those excuses to not make the sacrifice, well, they're driven by fear. They're not just surface-level excuses, but their source is this deep-rooted fear that if we give up family, well, we'll regret it. If we leave behind wealth, well, then our life will be miserable and poor. We let this fear take us captive, and then it skews our priorities, and we lose the fear that we ought to have. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So Jesus today is teaching us that it's really easy for these fears to take hold of us. And the pursuit of money and possessions, the fear of wanton or of want or loss, that can overwhelm this good invitation to just come to the banquet, receive the gift. And so today, rather than just complain about all those who aren't here today, who certainly the parable are talking about, we do well to hmm, heed the character of our own hearts, to look at our own fears, our own worries. What is getting in the way of us receiving Jesus? Have you set your work or leisure as a higher priority than the feast? Not today, I see you, but at other times. Jesus today is warning that that's playing with fire. Or as St. Paul says, the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. 
And so also with that third excuse, that of marriage, which I think Jesus means even more broadly, is a very popular one, family matters. All manner of family excuses can prevent you from heeding the word of Jesus and coming to receive his gifts. And by gifts I mean, of course, his word, his body and blood, and the supper. So Jesus warned us today of setting your family above the receiving of his good gifts. Think about how he says it in Matthew 19. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. How often has your family or your desire for a break from work, vacation, or worse yet, just loving your family more than loving your congregation, prevented you from being here to hear his word and receive his gifts? All of this is a call for each of us to repent, to turn away from our love of self, our fears, and to turn back to a love for God, fear of the Lord. And again, the theme today is actually mercy. Despite the character of your heart, despite the way that you allow your worldly pursuits to get in the way of hearing Jesus, or the way your family can distract you from being attentive to Jesus, the invitation keeps going out. Come to the feast. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You should hold preaching and God's word sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Do this in remembrance of me. Many invitations. And you know the when, you know the where, and you even know what's on the menu. So repent of all these excuses. Turn away from your deep-rooted fear and believe again the gospel. Confess your idolizing of home and property and family and be forgiven, again, for Jesus' sake. That's why the message of the church week in and week out at the feast is repent and believe the gospel. It's the gift that gives the repentance. It's the feast before the altar that changes your heart. And some of those, without, with excuse, well, then may be brought to confess and believe again. The message today, of course, is not just for those who are outside these four walls, but those here today that you must remember that you're not immune to the same kind of unbelief. You aren't given to know. You're only given to proclaim. The supper hall must be filled. The Lord of the supper has called you and and gathers you by his spirit now and until the last day. And not just you, but he invites all because his hall must be filled. He invites the maimed and the poor and the blind and the lame to his feast. He calls all because all are in need of his mercy, with the invitation, with the supper. So the invitation goes out, not just here to those who are on our rolls, for example, but to the highways and the byways, as he calls them. Now, if you know your scripture well, you're actually probably recognized today, not just from Proverbs, but from Isaiah, that Jesus is speaking of a great prophecy, a great supper from Isaiah 25. This is how it goes. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, 
a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food, full of marrow, of aged wine, well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. That's the feast that he offers to you today, that he's invited, he's called you to today. The Lord who hosts the supper, and this supper being the finest meal that's ever been offered. Isaiah tells us the reason for this feast. It's to celebrate the destruction of that covering that is cast over all the peoples, the veil of death and judgment. And the Lord swallowed up death forever, already by his own death upon the cross. Just as that thick darkness on Good Friday gave way to the glorious daybreak on Easter Sunday, so Christ's death forgave the judgment of sin against you and has destroyed your death forever. And that's what you receive here today. Not only his victory over sin and death for you, but this feast is given to you to celebrate with him his victory over sin and death. For as often as you eat, this bread and drink this cup, Paul says, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This feast is of rich food and of full marrowed bones, well-aged wine that is well-refined. Because it is the Paschal Lamb who was sacrificed for you that you receive. Jesus, his body and blood. Jesus, who destroyed your death forever. So you've been gathered to a great feast that is the church. You've heard the invitation of his word, and you're going to be fed with that food that is his body and blood. And for now, you get to enter into that feast by faith. But in the life of the world to come, you will receive this heavenly banquet without end. And then it will be said, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. May God grant it in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.